0: Fans gets inside left handed off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. Giddy tough spot. Back door. What a pass. What a play. And Jada picks the pocket of Trey Young. He'll take it himself. This isn't the You're listening to the uncontested.
1: What is up, Thunder fans? And welcome to the uncontested post game edition. Uh, second time is the charm. Has some te- technical difficulties. Uh, I am joined by my co host, Jacob Niffin, and him and I are just so efficient. We both hit the record button at the same time. I forgot to do the, the countdown to lead us into the intro, and that led to us having to fire up a new stream. But you all jumped back in here so quickly. We're really, really appreciated. Jacob, how's it going? Thank you for joining me, even though.
2: Yes. I Rainy Friday night in Oklahoma City. It was a bad Friday night for Pelicans fans and a great night for broadcast television in the greater Oklahoma area. That's exactly right. Uh, it is raining here
1: in OKC, but it certainly was not raining shots in New Orleans as it was a pretty poor shooting performance on both, really, from both teams. We'll get into that. Before we get any further, we are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and we are on all social media platforms. Especially YouTube, we're really hyping that up, putting out a lot of great content, starting to get the TikTok going again, if y'all are so inclined on that. And obviously, we always are tweeting along on x.com, formerly known as Twitter.
2: As you guys are here on the YouTube stream, if you are joining us live, please go hit that like button. Help us out. uh, Spread awareness of the degeneracy of the uncontested. That would mean a lot to us. Also, if you're on the YouTube stream, our merch store is linked in our YouTube page. So go click on that, buy you some merch. If you haven't yet, I am rocking my, the uncontested podcast shirt tonight. It is high quality. It is incredible. Whenever I went to go get dinner, I wore the Chettysburg hoodie. (laughs) Um, You got to rep the brand folks. So please do that. And if you're listening to the podcast version, uh, just thank you so much for downloading our show and checking us out. 100%. 100%. It's pretty
1: cool. Uh, last game I was actually lost two games I've been at. Walking into the arena, somebody pulled me aside, had on some of our gear, and then in the arena, the second the second most recent game I was at, they, uh, they did the same. So really appreciate all of you all and your support. And what a fun game that we have to support and cheer for and cover here, Jacob. The Thunder win their fifth straight. And at second straight and dominating fashion as the Thunder win 107 to 83 against the New Orleans Pelicans. No Zion tonight for the Pelicans, but I'm going to be completely honest. Even if he scores 20 plus, I'm not sure it really mattered tonight. I thought the Thunder were just fantastic. Another really fun game uh, to to get to break this one down. Just maybe some initial thoughts before we get into some big overall things.
2: Yeah, uh, great game. Very different from the Spurs game in the sense that Thunder didn't score 140 points. The three ball specifically wasn't going in. The Pelicans are a good team. Taylor, I think it was Brett Dawson of the sellout crowd. Uh, Brett does a a wonderful job with sellout crowd. If you guys don't read Brett, I would encourage you to do so. Read all local writers. Brett had a stat that the Pelicans last five games, I think they were on like a five-game one streak as well. They've been scoring like an insane amount of points. They had like maybe 140 against Utah the other night. They've been scoring over 130 regularly, and the Thunder come out tonight and hold them to 83 points on 39% shooting, 25% from three. Pelicans only took 14 free throws. The Thunder also took 14 free throws, and I just thought they were incredibly locked in defensively, and in a game where the Thunder struggled to get the offense going from deep, it didn't really matter because the impact they had on the other end was just so profound. That's
1: spot on, and I think the stat that stands out to me the most, I actually heard this on the radio towards the end of the game, is Matt Pinto, who mentioned that the Thunder, or sorry, the Pelicans' uh, season low in points was 89. The Thunder held them to a, no- a-, a new season low in points at 83. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Phenomenal and probably just kind of leads us into our first big theme here. Jacob, on both ends of the floor. Maybe not so much the first quarter, but like towards the latter part of the first quarter and onward, the Thunder defense was just absolutely locked in, which is really refreshing to see. As you mentioned before, we uh, before we jumped on our first iteration of this post game <laughs> and had our technical difficulties. This is the last away game for the Thunder in the month of January, which Second should... to the last they
2: got the Detroit on Sunday. Ah, oh,
1: dang it! Good point. Thank you. Still, absolute gauntlet. Of a, of a schedule we talked so much about that throughout the month of january and the thunder show up defensively when they really haven't been as good defensively which is kind of saying something because they're still like i think top 10 in defensive net rating that being said they hold the pelicans to 39 percent from the floor on 32 of 82 shooting held them to 9 of 36 from three only 25 percent uh only i guess each team had 14 free throws but only 14 free throws which honestly given recent games uh, seems like a really big thing for the thunder they also had uh, let's see 20 they forced 20 turnovers had 22 points off those turnovers and not completely related to defense but they dominated in the paint as well just a lot of refreshing things to see from the thunder defense and it wasn't just one player in particular i thought it was a, a team group effort from thunder tonight awesome defensive performance
2: they also out rebounded the pelicans who had the biggest guy in the court jonas valanchunas lots of guys chipped in defensively the turnovers you mentioned were huge but not there wasn't a game where or a part of this game where he took over but i thought Chet Holmgren was just absolutely instrumental and had his fingerprints on every single part every single part of this basketball game tonight battled with Valentinus down low protected the rim he ends up with two blocks i thought he had four um, statistician is cooking the books for one B for rookie of the year. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I will put on my, my conspiracy theory hat for that one, but no, With I you. just the, the rim protection, he had like a two handed block on Herb Jones there in like that fourth quarter. Um, he, he was just, I thought foundational in everything they did tonight, move the ball. Well, I thought it was his, he, he tied a season high in rebounding at 13, um, I believe Chet ended 20, 13, 20 Nine points. of sixteen from the floor, yeah, two of six from three. Obviously, isn't
1: super efficient, but the the nine of sixteen from the floor, and to your point, the rebounds was significant. You mentioned the two blocks, one still from Chet. I mean, again, this is all over Twitter uh, and the Thunder Twitter community. I felt like he had so much more than that. One that comes specifically to mind, I can't remember Jacob who it was who had the layup at the rim. Chet blocks it. They call it a goaltending. And yep. I, I think if Mark challenged that, he probably would have won. I'm not saying Mark
2: should have necessarily. Yeah, I'm he was out of challenges because but... he lost it in, the first,
1: oh, uh, in the first
2: half. But Good point. I mean, just the rim protection, the switchability, the, the ability to show and recover. This, to me, is like the ideal check game. 20 and 13, two blocks. Did some really nice stuff offensively, but never had to like cook. Never had to be that guy never had to take over a part of the game. He just filled his role and he did it super efficiently and it was awesome to see. I thought he had a an absolutely wonderful basketball game tonight.
1: We've talked about this with Chet through the month of January, we've talked about it with Josh Giddey throughout the majority of the season, a couple a handful of different Thunder players, but the assertiveness is what really stood out to me tonight. And I tweet this out like kind of half jokingly, but I think there's something there's some merit to it, right? Uh, I tweeted out, like, thank you, Victor Wimanyama, for waking up the rookie of the year again. Uh, and like I said, like the month of January has kind of been tough for Chet in regards to all those games back-to-back-to-back to back to back and a condensed uh, condensed schedule that really seemed like he was much more assertive. And, and that's exactly what we want to see from Chet, to your point, on both ends of the floor. Anchoring that defense, I think it's no coincidence that the Thunder played a better defensive game like we talked about earlier when you have Chet performing so well on, on the defense end before, especially going head-to-head with a big and Balatunas. right? I think he kind of took that challenge a little personally after the Women Yama matchup, but it really does seem like ever since that fourth quarter, when Wemby, you know, early in the fourth, he, two, what was it, two nights ago, he, you know, kind of throws that shoulder into Chet for the bucket and just seems like kind of woke Chet up. And to your point, I think this is the perfect Chet game.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe not it was the wonderful check game, but it was a
1: great check game.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you kind of talked about the month of January and how we knew it was going to be very loaded, very strenuous. After tonight, they're ten and four. They're ten and four after tonight. They've got Detroit coming up, and then they close the month with two difficult games, but they're both at home against Minnesota and against Denver, two teams that the Thunder are combined four and two against. So. We're going to look back in hindsight. January is nothing but a massive success for this team. A massive success. With that being said, I want to get back to this game tonight. Uh, I've seen a lot of comments in the chat already. Um, I thought another guy, we're, we're kind of burying the lead. We'll get to Shea. We definitely will. But another guy that I thought was just incredible for the Thunder tonight was Kason Wallace. 21 minutes, 12 points on 5 of 10 shooting. Uh, he shot 50% from the floor, 40% from three, two rebounds, an assist, and four steals. And <laughs> he was crazy. just kind of everywhere. Taylor, I tweeted this out during the game, and it's kind of hard to like convey what you're seeing in a tweet because you're limited and context gets lost because by the time you tweet it, the play's already gone. But I want to talk about a play in this game real quick that I thought was instrumental in showing Kaysen's impact. Maybe you remember this. Beginning of the second quarter? No, it was sometime in the third.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: I oh, Who was it? Um, Dyson Daniels was in the corner. Whoever was guarding Dyson at the time closed out hard. He was on the right corner. Closed out hard. And so Dyson drove past him. Uh, whoever the Thunder defender was kind of stayed on his hip. Chet was guarding Jonas on the other side of the of the lane. Chet rotates to meet Dyson Daniels and cut off his driving lane. And so Dyson Daniels goes and he drops kind of like a baseline bounce pass to the other side of the lane to Jonas, who should have an open dunk. Kaysen was in the other corner and he sees all this happening. He sees Dyson drive, Chet rotate, the pass go to the the new open man in Jonas Valanciunas. And Kaysen just sunk down early in that possession because he knew what was coming. And as soon as the pass came, he stepped in front of Jonas, ripped the ball from him and took off running the other way. And it's that type of thing that gets me really excited about what we're seeing from Case and Wallace. The effort is great, right? The instincts are, are awesome, the physicality, but it's that IQ stuff. Seeing what's going to develop and getting in there and stealing the ball on a baseline pass that should be a dunk, that is the stuff that is rare for a rookie. That takes guys a long time to figure out, especially the speed of the game in the league. And for Kason to be sniffing that stuff out already, I thought it was just a perfect encapsulation of not only is he physical and tough and plays with great energy and effort and does all the things you want a defender to do, but his brain is there already. And that's just, that's massive.
1: The IQ on both ends of the floor is just absolutely phenomenal. Jacob, maybe that was a different play that was extremely similar, but I'm thinking of the play that was very similar. You actually tweeted about it. Uh, He knew Chet was going to rotate to help on the baseline. He knew Daniels was going to try and drop it off to Valachuna. So he rotates inside. He steals the pass. And that's where we saw the highlight play on the other end of the floor. Not only did he deflect the pass. Maybe he did it twice
2: then. I was training it during the third quarter. Okay. But the dunk was in the second quarter,
1: right? So that's what I'm thinking. Very similar plays. The one I'm talking about, yeah, is there in the second quarter where he deflects, not only deflects the pass from uh, Marshall, but also... Ends up with it, takes it coast to coast as a nice little Euros gather step, and then goes up for the two handed slam on the other end of the floor. Yeah. Like, I think that just kind of shows, to your point, the impact that that case is having on both ends of the floor. Pretty incredible. Uh, had it a, like, to your point, just an, an incredible defensive game tonight, which kind of led to him being a little more aggressive offensively.
2: I thought uh, tonight was one of his most aggressive offensive games, taking 10 shots, specifically the shots at the rim, putting the ball in the deck, driving. He had one floater in the lane, kissed it off the glass. He had the dunk. He had some other driving. Uh, I mean, he took five threes and five twos, and that is not normal of him. I I loved what I saw from him tonight. Now, the challenge for him, though, Taylor, is to find that consistently. Because some games he's great, and some games he doesn't really impact much on the offensive end at all, and it's kind of up and down. Kid just turned 20. It's going to take him some time, and that's fine. But what we're seeing right now, it's just great stuff. He's been awesome. Only one personal foul, too. Playing
1: so aggressively, playing against guys like Brandon Ingram, who he was switched on to, and so many different versatile players, uh, offensive players for the Pelicans, I think just kind of goes to your point. Like, not only is he an incredibly aggressive player, but he's also just so fundamentally sound, and he's not Mm -hmm. fouling during that time either. Again, 10-shot attempts, 50% from the floor. I like that he took five three-point attempts, but just like this team as a whole, I think what really gets Kaysen going, especially offensively, is when they're playing in transition and getting those stops and stills pushing the pace, uh, on the, starting with the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's why we saw Kaysen be so effective tonight.
2: Uh, Totally agree. I'm trying to look up a stat. We should, we should move on and stop bearing the lead and probably <laughs> talk about Shay Gilgis Alexander, um, and, and just the night that he had. Very stereotypical. Just an, another night for Shay and the association. Um, I'm trying to pull up the stats here real quick. Well, so I didn't think that Shay was necessary. So, one
1: thing that really stands out to me here that kind of leads into Shay. The Thunder were only thirty; only shot thirty percent from three. They were ten of thirty-three from the floor, and like we talked about, they still end up blowing out the Pelicans, which is pretty phenomenal and says a lot about this team and the defensive impact that we've talked so much about tonight. But Shea had eight of those three-point attempts, which is super uncharacteristic of him. He Mm -hmm. was three of three of of eight. Yeah, yeah, and those three that he hit were phenomenal. The comeback
2: was gross. Oh man! And if he's a little more on,
1: I'm probably not even bringing this up. But a lot of those felt forced, and that's kind of been a theme that we've seen from Shea throughout the month of January. I wish he would, and I get it, like when the Pelicans are a little bigger, when they're packing the paint, I get him not wanting to just try and drive to the rim every single possession when he's getting beat up and only getting you know, so many of the calls. And I know that Pelicans fans and every, every fandom that plays against SGA thinks that Shea's getting all the calls and all the free throws. That, again, wasn't the case tonight but i think he kind of settled for a lot of those threes and even some mid-range jumpers i thought were a little forced early in the shot clock.
2: Yeah, Again, but i th- also think he attacked the basket really well and he doesn't grift. He gets a good whistle, but he does not grift. He does not jump backwards into guys, do a bunch of ridiculous stuff. He's great at drawing fouls because he leads the league in attacking the basket. And i thought he did a good job of kind of forcing his will, going right into guys like Herb Jones. And overall, I mean, Shea plays how many minutes tonight? 31. Yeah, 31 minutes. He scores 31 points. He's <laughs> pretty efficient, right? Four rebounds, Point five assists, two steals, a block. Another and and two that's steals. the thing. I, wow. I thought defensively he was really, really good. The whole team was great defensively.
1: No, I, yeah, no, I agree completely. Four rebounds, five assists. Like you can't say, I think the only reason I'm like even harping on Shea a little bit is because I see all these advanced, you know, metrics and see all these different stats. And like, I I firmly believe this season that Shea is the second best player in the league when you're considering this season specifically and also the MVP race, you think estimated plus minus all the different stats, Darko LeBron. Like, I mean, I I sound like I'm being funny, but you actually look into the stats. and I think Shay hands down has been the second best player in the league behind Joel Embiid. I would like to see him be a little more – I don't want to say assertive. That's not the right term. A little more efficient, like we saw maybe throughout the month of December. Uh, again, some of those are, first, are, are forced. Also, he had four turnovers. I cannot remember off the top of my head if that ties his season-high in turnovers or that's if he had close. Fixed. But again, I mean, it's just an incredibly – it's so hard to complain about SGA. I'm only bringing these things up because Shea's just been – absolutely phenomenal and i really kind of hope with some more rested legs the knee starts to feel a little better that we see him getting back to things that he's best at and a little more efficient like we saw again through the month of december which is absolutely asinine from sga
2: i mean i think he was fine tonight i mean the efficiency wasn't like through the roof you Look at san antonio game it was also some comments in the chat shea is third in the league in free throw attempts a game He leads the league in drives per game by a long... She's actually tied for third with Luka Doncic at 9.1 a game. But... Like, all you got to do is watch the games, bro. Like, Shea is not trying to get a foul and not trying to get a basket. Like, he's playing through contact and getting fouled. But watch Trey Young play basketball and watch Shea Gildress Alexander play basketball and tell me who's foul-baiting and grifting. Because... It's two very, very different things to watch.
1: Could not agree more.
2: He was awesome. Uh Jay Will, or sorry, not Jay Will. We we Jay can w. talk about Jay Will, but Jay Dub, 15.7 of 14 from the field. So another 50% night for him. Four rebounds, another seven assists. Fourth quarter dub's a real thing.
1: He's awesome. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. He the, and Chet,
2: quarter... the first six minutes of the fourth quarter, they just blew this thing wide open. And that's the benefit of having three of those guys on your team.
1: So maybe a quick aside, one thing I tweeted out early in the game, uh, we were about 6 minutes, 30 seconds left in the first quarter, so not even quite halfway through the first quarter. Chet's pulled. Uh, I didn't think Giddy was necessarily necessarily playing well at that point. I I just found it really interesting. He's being extremely effective. He's pulled, Kendrick Williams comes in, and Mark decides to go with small ball. Well, lo and behold, uh, I tweeted way too soon, and obviously Mark Dignall had a plan because we saw Chet coming back in with about two minutes left in the first, and that was a theme, kind of to what you were just mentioning, Jacob, throughout the rest of the game. He was playing more with that second unit. They were kind of staggering those minutes with Chet, and that's where we saw like in the fourth quarter him playing with J Dub, uh, That fourth quarter unit, another aside, er, unit, yeah, that fourth quarter rotation. It was um, J Dub, Casein, Wallace, Aaron Wiggins, Chet, and Mijic. And they all like all five of them were extremely impactful to start that fourth quarter. Went on that huge run, even though the Thunder were already up pretty big, which just kind of helped them sustain that twenty. Essentially, the twenty point win. Like, I, I, I just find that interesting that Mark's putting him in different positions in terms of rotations and how effective yeah. that Chet's been. Uh, and then obviously J-Dub. Uh, he kind of was quiet there early in the game. It's kind of been a theme over the last couple of games. Fourth quarter, Dub takes over. He's facilitating. He's doing the ridiculous mid-range pull-ups over multiple defenders. Like, there's not enough that can be said about how awesome J-Dub and Chet both have been, especially when they're playing with one another.
2: Yeah. Another guy that played great again was Aaron Wiggins. Continues to get minutes off the bench. But, Taylor, we've, we've kind of zoomed in really close to players. To zoom back out and look at this thing as as a big picture, first of all, just really cool that it was on broadcast television. I know the signal was, or this signal was fine. The quality wasn't great. Um, our friend John Ham <laughs> tweeted at me: this game was being broadcast in like 1080i, not even 1080p, when we're used to like 4K. So production value wasn't the best, but there were people in the area that watched their first game on TV tonight because they don't have any other way to watch. I think that's really, really cool. I love that the Thunder beat the brakes off New Orleans in that game that people got to watch for the first time. And just again, going back to the defense, uh, you, you got to spread love across the entire board. They all played great, great defense. I thought Josh Giddy was solid on that end. Dort was just an absolute menace to society on that end. Really great game by a lot of guys. And in a game where you don't have your offensive fastball, where you're not killing guys with your number one, number two offense in the NBA, you can rely on that defense. And that defense is really, really good. I know, especially for you, I'm not (laughs) picking on you, Taylor. I'm I'm calling you up, not calling you out.
1: I appreciate that.
2: There are times where you have been very frustrated with the defense, especially this month. And I think that's totally fair. But I think you look across the league. This is the biggest offensive output the NBA has ever seen, ever. Sometimes the Thunder are going to give up one hundred twenty five, one hundred thirty points, just kind of the nature of the beast in this, in this current NBA. Luca had seventy three tonight. Booker had sixty two. And B had seventy a couple nights ago. And Luca had seventy three tonight. The Pelicans had eighty three. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a great point. There are times when the defense does look frustrating and slow, and, and they're not rotating. But when they're bought in, guys hit tough shots all the time. This Thunder team is really, really good defensively. We flip flop so much after tonight. I'm like, dude, just write it out. This team's like a second round slash Western Conference Finals team. Now, if they lose to both the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, I'll say, well, it's time to talk more trades. <laughs> or but they lose
1: to Detroit on on God's Sunday. Like you, I'm about to kick you off the show. <laughs>
2: I just—they're getting contributions all over the board, and they're just a really fun team. Taylor, like, did you watch the the post game walk off interview with Kason? There was another one tonight. No, I missed the one tonight. They all—they all, they all mobbed up. him. They're barking in the in the microphone. <laughs> they're just being obnoxious <laughs> to Nick Gallo, just like they were with they're Wiggins of, two nights ago. That's so fun. They're a bunch of kids. They're having a blast. Um i mean j dub and j will posting the tiktok video of them dancing like they're just a really fun group of kids who are playing basketball the right way who are talented beyond their wildest dreams and it's just so much fun and they love playing together
0: i i really
1: love what you brought up uh yeah, again, I'm continuing to just hype you up and say, good point, good point, good point, the entire podcast. That's what I do. But, I mean, yeah, that's what you do. Exactly. That's exactly right. I love that you brought up, like, some of these people. And, and again, obviously some of the nationally televised games that we've seen here over the past month. These uh, people who don't have ballet or aren't subscribed to ballet have gotten to watch this team maybe in, in, in those situations. But for those who were able to tune in maybe for the first time tonight, maybe the perfect example in a nutshell this Thunder team this season, incredible defense, you see Dub taking over in the fourth quarter. You see Chet having an, a, a great game on both ends of the floor. Shea still gets 31 points. An extremely exciting rookie coming off the bench in case and Wallace playing so well, like we talked about. And obviously Aaron Wiggins, even if it wasn't as big of a game as the last two have been for Wiggins, still playing at a high level. Like that's just kind of like all the big things that we touched on so much over this past month. And really the entirety of the season, all in one game for these people to be able to see. Maybe that's kind of the perfect cherry on top for this post game podcast, where we get into some comments and questions.
2: Yeah, no, I think you're, uh, I think you're right. It's just a fun team. I'm glad more people are getting to see them. I'm getting prepped for a long playoff run, Taylor. I've been.
1: I've been having those thoughts. I can't lie. Uh, I think Smoot called me out for, you know, some of the, the you know, being a little down the deep in some of my Josh Giddy thoughts. Um, I've even been a little down on Shea, like we talked about. Um, I'm normally known as a sunshine pum- pumper on this podcast, kind of getting back to that. I've been having some thoughts over the past couple of days, Jacob, like to your point, what if they don't, I've said that so much. I need to find a new, new term there to what you were saying earlier. What if the thunder don't make a trade? Or they just make a small trade. It's nothing significant. Like I could still see this team going into the Western Conference Finals. The way that they've been playing, especially through all, all this adversity in the month of January. March is another really tough month. We'll see how they respond to that as well. But man, they come out on March 1st, 2nd in the West. Like There is a real... Honestly, I don't think we're being homers. There's a real chance that we're talking about this team. We're podcasting about this team. We're at the games. We're doing live podcasts
2: in OKC during the Western Conference Finals. It's a legit possibility, dude. They're just huge asterisk, a- asterisk. I don't know what I said that first time. <laughs> no Zion, which makes a world of difference for the Pelicans. But man, they were just—they were great tonight. They were just great. Um, we're about thirty minutes. Uh, you ready to call it, Taylor? Think we've given the people what they want?
1: Agreed. I'm trying to see like any big comments that stick out to you really quick before we get out of here. I think we kind of touched uh, on
2: a lot of them while we, while we talked the stream, um, the upside the how got fun the guys comments, or, all that type um, of stuff. Yeah,
1: no, I agree completely. So thank you all for tuning in for the second time after I messed up the, the first stream. So thunder when they're fifth straight being the Pelicans one Oh seven to 83 hold the Pelicans to their lowest scoring output of the season Like we mentioned, we'll be back with you all Sunday for our our weekly group podcast, but also be a bit of a post game as the Thunder will be taking on the Detroit Pistons. Again, it's an afternoon game. It got moved because Mm -hmm. the Detroit Lions are playing in the playoffs. My Chiefs will also be playing in the playoffs. I don't feel incredibly great about this one. Uh, It'll be a big game for your boy. So tune in. We'll have you all covered for that. And again, uh, we'll have two really big ones next week with both the Nuggets and the Timberwolves at home for the Thunder to round out a big month of January so thank you all again for tuning in, and as always, thunder up.